Hi everyone, and welcome to Bards Lost in the Metaverse with me, Sean Lee. And me, Andy Mack. Join us as we explore the depths of our creativity and the world of Web3. And welcome to episode 11 of Bards Lost in the Metaverse, a podcast that follows the adventures of two aspiring creatives as we learn to weave magic through words, art and music while exploring the world of Web3. Each week we'll start off with an update of our works in progress before diving into a discussion of either creative process or technology. So welcome to our 11th episode. (laughs) Very exciting. It is. So Andy, what are we talking about today? Uh, So today we're going to be talking about NFT books. Ooh, that's a good one. It is. So we've talked about uh, NFT art a while ago, but today we're going to be talking about books. So it's pretty, I'm pretty excited for that. That is cool. But, and this is terrible that I keep doing this, perfect segue. (laughs) Speaking of books, how is your book going? And your music. I love the segues. (laughs) Oh dear. Uh, Book is going well. So, what have I done? I have done the first couple of chapters through Pro Writing Aid now. Yeah, okay. So, they've gone through. Um, valuable. Um, the value of having an alpha reader is that they have recently pointed out to me that I think I was, like, too heavy-handed with information reveals, like plot twist reveals. Oh, okay. And also just a symptom of me having written it over probably the course of, Two I don't years. know, how many months or something <laughs> yeah. between these chapters, like oh, forgetting okay. that you've kind of already revealed something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm doing some edits <laughs> again yeah, yeah, yeah. in the big document again, just to sort of clean that up and change the focus of a few scenes and things. Yeah. Um, but it's ticking along all right. Yeah. I Good. really need to pull my finger out and do a bit more. I, I realise how close November is. <laughs> well, like a couple of days, yes. <laughs> It'll be fine, I'm sure. Yeah, I'll I'm have sure. stuff come sure. out before Christmas. Um, but, yeah, it's going all right. And music front, mm-hmm. uh, I cleaned up a few tracks and also made another new one oh, that's cool. last week. Completely forgotten what I called it at the moment, but yeah. it's something random as usual I'm sure for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, ticking along pretty good. Yeah. Can't complain. Just nice. got to keep doing more work. More work, <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, it is that part of the year. It's getting hard. I think everyone's starting to get a bit tired and exhausted from the year. So. Yeah, I had a pretty lazy weekend, truthfully. Yeah, <laughs> which is good sometimes. You it need was. It. it was super rainy, so it was just a weekend at home. I made board games with my kids. So, yeah, wow. Where we actually, like, drew out board games that... and then played them all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It took quite a bit of time. Yeah, um, it sounds like it. But yeah. How about you? How are things going? Um, book? book is going very well, actually. So I I am up to chapter eight and nine are done, ready for formatting. Ooh. Uh, I am doing my final review now of chapter 10. And then hopefully, oh, that'll be done by the end of this week, no problem. And then I'll be moving on to like 11, 12, 13. Or it could be 11, 12, 13, 14. I can't remember exactly where it is. Uh, doing their pre Pro writing aid edits. So hopefully mm. by the end of November, which is just over a month away, I might even have 14 to 15 chapters ready. That's good. Which is super exciting and uh, takes a load off that sort of weekly release schedule we're yeah, looking, I'm looking at doing. That'll give you a bit of a buffer, which yeah, is yeah, good. Yeah. 
So that's that's awesome. I'm pretty happy with myself on that side. Actually, I've had a couple of wins. It was like you said, it was a bit of a lazy rainy weekend, so I kind of chucked the headphones in and got a little extra done uh, while everyone was off playing their computer games and watching shows yesterday afternoon. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah, yeah. How about art? Oh, I was hoping you wouldn't bring that up. (laughs) (laughs) That has not been going as well. Um, No, so I just I've been exhausted. Like we're sort of saying at the end of the day. And I think, and I've been exercising, I've been trying to get a second workout in during the day because it's, you know, hot girl summer and all. Um, <laughs> fair enough. Um, you know, I'm doing my best. Um, you know, it could look good. Um, so I've been doing two workouts and I've just been too smoked to do that art class. Yeah. So I think I had a, actually thought about this this morning when I was uh, coming into the studio, uh, <laughs> when I was driving to your house, um, is that I think, cause I'm trying to learn a lesson. It's quite a, like a mental leap to be like, I need to be focused and switched on enough to learn. Mm. So I think I might be a bit more kind on myself and just be like, Hey, even if it's just 10 minutes drawing from a reference or drawing an anime character or drawing a cup of water that's in front of me I might just let myself do that and not have to be like no if you're doing art it has to be a lesson because you have to be improving so I might be a little bit kinder on myself with that because I don't think I posted any art for about two weeks because I have just been yeah under the pump I think that sounds like a good plan yeah (laughs) (laughs) be a bit kinder to yourself yeah yeah I had I had good plans on the weekend to be like I'm gonna sit down for a couple of hours but life and then I may have had a giant bowl of noodles and fallen asleep yesterday (laughs) (laughs) for an hour but you know such is life well it's important though to keep the fun with your creative well yeah yeah. and so like make it so it's like it's not a sit down I have to learn and really be focused like you want to still be able to play with it and just be like yeah just sit down for five minutes and have a go yeah exactly I think that's better it's like you did with your writing originally it's just Mm. doing it and even if it's five to ten minutes it's just that's better than doing nothing I think so yeah I have to change away around the way I start doing that but we'll see how we go as I said two workouts a day I might just fall asleep that's fair (laughs) but I'll try (laughs) I'll at least try excellent but yeah so we're moving along yeah that's it all right right. uh shall we yeah let's get into it let's get into it all right, so let's get into it. NFT books. So first, Andy. Yes. Let's like tell everybody what is an NFT book and how is it actually different from a digital book like a normal e-book or something someone reads no, yeah. right now. Yeah, all right, excellent. I didn't actually just copy this one off Wikipedia this time. I actually did a little bit more Whoa, research. Look, at, <laughs> look at me, the scholar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so an ebook is a digital consumable that can be produced unlimited times and made available for purchase. An NFT book is an original digital asset that you can own and resell based on the underlying blockchain technology. The blockchain technology lets you prove that you have a first edition, air quotes there, <laughs> original copy, so to speak. So at the end of the day, it's just an NFT similar to other NFTs, but instead of it being a cool piece of art, it's a book of some sort. And that's sort of like the, the best way I've found mm. uh, in my research. So an ebook or you know anything like that, even if it's just a PDF or something, you can kind of just sell unlimited copies of that. There's no uh, collectability to it. There's no first original version of it. It's just a mm. product you can buy over and over again. And then I guess when you finish with it, you delete it. Yeah. Yeah, as opposed to an NFT, which is this is a one of 100, one of one, Mm. Uh, digital asset that you own, similar to the art, really. I mean, when when I came down to it and all my research, it's not the way it might be used, etc. is different, but really, it's similar to an uh, art piece NFT. Yeah, it's just a numbered version of a book. Yeah, digital. yeah. 
Yeah, so people are able to make, like, maybe um, first edition special copies by adding, like, extra artworks or something, right, to make it, like, a collectible yeah, sort exactly. of edition. Yeah. And then people can buy that and actually own it on the blockchain. Yeah, pretty much. And then sell it. So, like, from a reader's perspective, it's still similar experience. If you're just buying a book... Yeah, it is. NFT, like you can still read it. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yes, obviously. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. It's not some weird thing. You have to look at like it's a picture. Just adds in this other layer of ownership. Yeah, I guess it's it's. I kind of from what I've done, and we're getting well ahead of ourselves, but we'll get Mm. into it. Is I look at them more like a comic book where it's like a first edition. Batman, for example, is different to just a mass-produced whatever's in the newspaper kind of thing. There's mm. no, you own that thing then, and it has a bit of resale value as a to- as opposed to just, you know, reading free stuff online or getting a downloaded copy of it that you read and then you just scrap. Because can you sell current ebook? At Not the that moment? I'm aware of. Did you find? Not that I could see. Yeah, so it's all like Kindle, I heard Amazon. About that that sort of stuff. Yeah, which is sort of like subscription services where you like, set up an account and you pay for it and you sort of almost, in a way, you check out books sort of thing yeah. and you read them, but they stay sort of in Kindle Unlimited. Yeah, it's like a consumable sort yeah. of the way I looked at it. Like, you like don't I get said, a file you know, yourself, which you can then do with what you want. Well, even then, it's just, I don't think there's a market for mm. reselling that ebook anyway. I don't think that's a big thing. I mean, could, yeah. potentially if you've downloaded it, you could you know, send it to someone to read as a file, but there's no resale value and there's no uniqueness to that. Yeah. It's not, not a collectible thing. And this, it's not the original. There's no proof of that sort of, this is the only one of these you can get. It's yeah. just I cut and paste it. Like you can make PDFs on your computer, right? You can make a thousand of them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's different and interesting. It's different. Yeah. Like It's kind of confusing in a way, I guess, like just trying to get our heads around the different markets, like who would be yeah. wanting, like if it is collectible versions of books i feel like yeah. that's going to be it's a it's an interesting space that's what we're going to get into yeah, but definitely. first I've let's got start some opinions, about um, don't you worry <laughs> oh yes so, so do i <laughs> <laughs> let's see if they're the same yeah. we haven't rehearsed so let's first like actually talk about like are there actually currently nft books around yes okay and you could tell by the and tone of that no. yes <laughs> yeah. of varying degrees. Um, okay. So some of the more popular books that I did the research on, they actually break them down into sections. Um, so not even chapters. Like it might just be a page or a quote, like a, a couple of lines, like a paragraph, for example, that that might be the actual NFT, not like cover to cover of that book. Mm. So you're sort of getting like uh, like a really good quote from like, I don't know, this isn't the example I saw, but from the Dalai Lama, if he's got some book and it's like, here's some wisdom, save that off, and that's your NFT. And it's kind of really just like a picture then, mm. which is where it gets a bit confusing. So there was actual mm. books, but they were very, there were a lot of old books, yeah. like Frankenstein, Beowulf, um, you know, like the penguin ones with the orange cover and white that like, yeah. <laughs> those sort of ones that Jane I don't think Austin are owned. ones, I think I saw. So they're ones where like, I guess the copyright or something or the royalties yeah, exactly yeah, kind of like classical free. music you know like it, you can anyone can have yeah. it it's not owned by anyone like beethoven you know isn't signed to sony like yeah it's those sort of books i didn't see a lot of like there was a couple i think because we'll get into what yeah we're gonna go through are. actual sites and so like what we found on each one because it does vary quite yeah. a lot but you're right like i did notice a fair few it was like older books that were sort of gripped up to be like collectible yeah, editions exactly, yeah. or something. But I couldn't tell, like, as you said, I think it was just like snippets with a picture, like snippets of the text. Yeah, like I didn't see, like, here is, I don't know, 
the Hunger Games. Like, yeah. things like that I didn't see. Whereas a reader, like, you could actually grab it then and actually read Or you could chuck Hunger it on Games. your <laughs> e-book reading device of choice or actually, whatever that Yeah, we'll get into okay. e-readers because, yeah, I did discover some stuff about that too, yeah, which yeah. I'm dubious about. But yeah. let's continue. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> um, so I'll tell you where we did look. Yeah, okay. So I looked at, so Book.io, mm. um, it seems you, you've got some comments yeah, about it being promising for indie authors. I was having a look through, like it seemed like it was the one that at least was aiming at independent authors Yeah, and was actually, ha- would actually had information on there about this is what the benefits of turning your book into an NFT could be. Yeah, a lot okay. of the other sites didn't really have that, I've found. Yeah. Um, but it is, I did find Book.io, it's still... And this will be a common theme, and I'll probably repeat myself across all the sites, but um, Book.io still definitely seems like it's still in a growing capital sort of a focus time. Yes. Just to actually fund the development of their marketplace. And they are also building a native book reader, which I'm interpreting as like, it worries me a little bit because I'm like, does that mean? Yeah. If you bought a book as a reader, like I'm a consumer, I just want to, I love books, I just want to buy one. Yeah, exactly. Does that mean I have to use a Book.io e-reader to read that file yeah is that an application is it a physical like a they haven't developed it yet so it's completely kindle thing yeah is it like one of those like they haven't finished developing it so um yeah a lot of their focus was still on raising capital yeah yeah to develop their marketplace more and the ability to read these files and documents yeah okay interesting so i was like okay 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 but at least it did have a tab, an actual tab that was like for authors and here's information for authors about yeah, right. this, which, um, so tick for Book.io of having oh, that. Right, yeah, yeah. All links uh, in our show notes. Yes, we'll put it all in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, you can yeah. check it out yourself, guys. Yes. Uh, I looked at, actually, this is interesting, OpenSea. Yeah. Um, I think it's still the home for NFTs, but, like the biggest yeah. marketplace, but a pain to find And it's books. still only focused on music and art NFTs yeah. for OpenSea. Yeah. I think it does have a few documents, as you said, Yeah, in I there. found a couple, but, yeah, very hard. Like, I yeah. found them based on the author at, who was listed as the artist. If you look up book, it's, like, pictures of books. It's, like, yeah. art that's, like, books or libraries, not yeah. the actual books. So, I super like hard to find. At the moment, you might find some stuff on there for people who found a workaround, I think, more than anything yeah. else of how to get it. Cause it's probably it, someone that's got it and wants to yeah. resell it, I guess. it wasn't really accepting um, document files previously. So, yeah. open, so yeah, it's it's the biggest, but it is very much art music. It is, yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. So, it's not really fantastic. Not aimed or angled for us readers No, at all. no, no. But you can buy them there <laughs> if you're really good at finding um, them. Creatokia is another yeah, okay, tell me about that. I came across. So, Creotokia was, um, it's made by the founders of Bookwire, which is a German company that provides digital publishing solutions for the yep. publishing industry. Yep. So, they launched Creotokia, which they call the world of digital originals. Okay. Um, and they do also have a, a company podcast to go with it. It was in German. I think they've started releasing some English versions okay. of that podcast, which I is on my to do list to yeah, check yeah. out. Um, but it is. One of these ones, like we were talking about before, where a lot of the stuff on there for sale are limited digital editions of classic works. Yeah. So that's where, like, there was a picture of Jane Austen. You could buy a Pride and Prejudice sort of token. Yeah. Um, and they're, once again, very focused on buying, um, well, advertising to people to buy tokens yeah. in their own internal ecosystem. Yeah. 
and it's really to raise more capital so they can develop it all more again. So I think they're trying to angle that they will be a marketplace. Okay. But it's... It's, infancy. Yeah, very yeah, much right. in its infancy. Um, and, yeah, you can go on and buy stuff currently. Mm. Um, and I think they did say they are allowing, like, use of fiat currency. So you don't have to have just, like, a wallet and cryptocurrency to purchase things. What's fiat? Fiat currency? is um, currency like the US dollar or the okay. Australian dollar. Yeah, right. So, like, it's a um, monetary, I guess, you a value given money. to something. Like, okay. the governments of a someone has said, we put value in this dollar and we say it's this. Yeah, yeah. So pretty much, you know, pound, English pound, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. euro, all those yeah. things. I just saw a couple of those in there. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'll bring that up. <laughs> what it stands for, do not ask me because my brain's forgotten. <laughs> okay. My brain doesn't even know. Perfect. Um, but yeah, like it, it's, they've got pretty pictures and stuff, but I, currently I was like, I can't see what would incentivize me yeah. to buy something for them okay. at Creotokia at the moment. Yeah. Um, publica.com is another one. So this one actually did have an ebook catalog on its webpage. So there were actually quite a few books on there for sale, which I was like, oh, that's different and a bit interesting because all these other ones were mostly just advertising tokens or some old sort of ones. Um, so it does seem the most advanced, I think, out of all of them in terms of actually like making books accessible to To readers readers. because it felt... This page definitely felt more focused on readers. Yep. Once again, apparently it is developing a native e-reader. Yeah. So another one of those, like, <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> like, do you have to go buy an app or something? I'm not sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it does also allow fiat currency purchases in the marketplace. Okay. So it does enable you to, you don't have to have bought Ethereum or something and set yeah, up a wallet yeah. and all these sort of things. All right. You probably will need a wallet, though, to store the NFT book. <laughs> so yeah. you're not going to escape that. And we will go through wallets in a different episode. Yes, we will. Um, but, yeah, that one was much more focused on readers, I thought. Yeah, okay. The books in there were ones like, I haven't really heard of them. I feel bad saying that in a way. But yeah, there was lots they of... They weren't big name sellers. And there were different languages as well. Was there a lot of Dutch so. and German... Books, from what I could see. Yeah, I think that was the one that yeah, had that. I don't read either of those languages, but that's kind of what they looked yeah, at. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Um, and then Bookcoin. Yes. So. Bookcoin was actually the first to mint a New York Times bestseller. Yeah, do you remember yeah. which one it was? No, I don't. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just saw it there and was like, oh, please don't ask I've me. I've completely forgotten the author, but it was um that the subtle arc art of oh, not giving James an F. James Ness, nah, <laughs> or something. Yeah. Yes. I know, I know the guy, yeah. Yeah, so they managed to recruit him and got him to turn the subtle art not giving a F into <laughs> an <laughs> NFT book. <laughs> yes. Um, But... When I was looking through Bookcoin... All right, here we go, yeah. All I could really find was that you could buy these metal library cards. So yeah. it sounds like they're kind of wanting to make it so, like, it's a digital library, which I love. That love the concept. Yeah, yeah. But currently it's like, buy a metal library card, and all I could find that that gives you is yeah. email communications and stuff that updates you on how they're progressing their development of things. So for me, like it was three hundred dollars was a base price of buying one of these things, Ooh. and I understand like you know, Start if this turned and, yeah. into like a giant thing, maybe if it turned into the next Amazon, yeah, and you had like one of the first few library yep. cards, yeah, sure, that might Cha-ching. be worth heaps. Yeah. But three hundred dollars to buy a digital metal 
yeah. library card, which doesn't give you access to read books at yeah, the moment. That's probably. I was a bit like I don't. Lots of real books. Yeah. Or lots and lots of ebooks. So and, and once again as well, they are making a native software e-reader. Oh. That's what I mean. Every <laughs> site is so making sassy this one. Morning, aren't I? Uh, yeah, well, that's the other thing I noticed as well is they all seem to have their own like coin or crypto as well. Yes, it's all about these tokens and stuff. Yeah. So you have to buy tokens their specific token. in their ecosystem. Yeah. And technically these things, like this will get into like decentralized mm. autonomous organizations, which we need to go into in a different episode. Yes, DAOs, they're often called. Um, but having one of these tokens means you are then part of this book people's like organization and yeah. you get like you can have voting rights depending how they set it up and things and it's messy it does sound it's it, um it sounds more like early business as opposed to authors and readers yeah like i definitely found not many of the sites were aimed at authors mm. and attracting them of to be like you know give us your books and sell them we'll help you sell it like that didn't seem to exist but at the same time they also didn't feel overly aimed at readers and making it easy for no. people who just love books to yeah. buy a book and read it. Yeah, I, and I think you've got the notes in here somewhere yeah. and I found it as well. It's still very much like a collection, mm. like it's collectibles that they're trying to push, not books, like like I said, not books that authors can, you know, create and for readers to consume. It's very much a... Here's a collectible token. Yeah. So it's really just like, that's why I came back to that. It's like, it's kind of just like an NFT art. Like there's no real yeah. difference except it's probably just not as popular as a crypto. Bank. I think it's just a, maybe it's just a um, circumstance of it is super early still in this space, admittedly. Oh, definitely. There are not a huge number of um, companies even looking at this sort of space. Yeah. But, so that's why I guess like that means a lot of these places are not reader ready. Yeah. I guess, as you would say. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Um, and they are still in this phase of trying to sell these tokens or library cards. I've got yeah. air quotes around library <laughs> yeah, cards, yeah. which is really a token. Yes. <laughs> Just like yeah. with a fancy image attached to it. Yes. Um, I think it's mostly because they need to grow funds. Like they need yeah. more money to actually implement the creation of an actual book marketplace and these e-readers that they've got going on and yeah, stuff. Okay. So it's very much an early days trying to like gain capital to actually yeah. try to do what they want to do. So it's it's not it doesn't feel ready for the actual no, market. No. And I, <laughs> we'll market into a bit later. I've got some thoughts on what I I would like it to see like or to look like. Sorry, in the future, but we'll get into it. Yeah, but, that, all right. Publica was probably the only one I thought yeah. was um a little bit more angled towards publishing and reader markets. Just that. When you first went to Publica's website, it was a little bit. It actually more... had like a shop sort of area where yeah, it was okay. like check out the ebooks or the digital. Yeah, because I d I like, did that. Oh. I googled like um, you know NFT book library and I couldn't mm. find any very easily. Yeah, like, where do I just go to buy one now? Yeah, exactly. And it wasn't a simple. Answer. And like I do appreciate that they a lot of them are focusing on that. As I said, um, enabling people to use fiat currency. Yeah. So that do, that is great because it does yeah. help lower the barrier. You don't have yeah, to be definitely. a super crypto kitty. Yeah, you don't have to have blue hair. And... Um, <laughs> but it's still just, it's, I don't think it's ready for the market, truthfully. No, not the no. big market. <laughs> no, definitely not. All right. Yeah. So what does owning an NFT book actually mean? So if you actually purchase one of these, what does it mean? Now, I've got an example here. Mm -hmm. And I took this from the subtle, uh, I can't say it. Subtle art? <laughs> subtle art. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> my mouth was like, nope, 
not happening. Subtle. Subtle. <laughs> Art of not giving a flying F. Um, okay, so owning that actually means four things. I won't go deep into all of them, but I'll, I'll at least uh, list them out. So yeah. it means the right to collect and display. And collection and collectibles is its own little policy thing. Yeah. I won't get into that, but the right to collect and display. Mm. It means creative commons rights. And we'll have links to this as well. Yeah. Uh, it means the right to trade, like you would with a baseball card, I guess, or anything else. And it, it means exclusive access to that thing. Okay. Uh, but what does it not mean? So it does not mean copyright and ownership. So an NFT mm. ownership does not equal copyright ownership. So I've got this bit off their website. I'll read it out. So unless specifically negotiated and arranged between author and purchaser, under no circumstances will the copyright of any work be transferred with that work as part of the transaction. Copyright ownership will remain with the author and any other right holders. As mentioned elsewhere in this license, you own a representation of the copyrighted work and the ability to display and trade it, but you do not own the copyright in the underlying work, whether that be written text, images, audio, audio visual, etc., etc. Yeah, okay. Which is kind of, I think that's kind of good as an author, obviously. No oh, one's yes. taking your... Sort of your work, your work, and I just yeah. like an like a comic book, right? I, that's what I sort of go back to. You yeah. own that comic book, and you can show people you have the comic book, and you can be like, "Look at my comic book," but you don't own Spider Man, yeah, because you have a Spider Man comic book. You don't, yeah. Own well, that. you can take a book um, that you've bought before and sell it at a secondhand bookshop, right? That's yes. still a thing, yeah, exactly. Right now, so it's a similar sort of thing. Like, but I don't like if it's Jane Austen's like Pride and Prejudice or something. Yeah, exactly. I don't own Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, just, it's because someone put it on the blockchain. Copyright yeah, to it yeah. or something. It's yeah, like, right. that's not, no, that's not how that works. No, definitely not. <laughs> so that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I guess this does sort of get us, uh, flows nicely into yeah, okay. um, smart contracts yeah, as well, right. though, which is um, smart contracts, as we've sort of mentioned in a different episode about blockchain. It mm. is like one of the, I guess, big things we're a bit excited about in this Web3 space because it does actually enable you to put things in there like if someone does buy my NFT book and they do decide to resell it, yeah. you can put stuff in there like I, as the copyright holder, because I'm the original owner yes. and the author, I get 5% of every resale or something going forward. Yeah, okay. Which is an exciting concept because it means that there's actually, you know, indie authors can actually be making money from their works being resold in the future. Yeah, and we, we've, we've kind of mentioned that before. Yeah, because at the moment, you know, I gave the example before about taking Pride and Prejudice and selling it at a second-hand yeah. bookshop. Yeah. Like Jane Austen's trust or whatever she has, yeah, yeah, <laughs> wherever yeah, yeah. that money goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or probably Penguin now. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Penguin or whoever don't get a percentage of me selling that yeah, book yeah. to the second-hand bookshop. Whereas an NFT... Yeah. If I took that to a second-hand NFT market or something, yes. wherever, I actually would get some percentage of my... Yeah, and I see value, especially, and across all NFTs, I see a bit of value for that, to creators. Yeah. Just as much as music and uh, books. Definitely. So that's why I think smart contracts are very exciting in this space and I think that's probably one of the bigger draw cards for this area. Well, speaking of uh, sort of benefits to the author, Mm. what I did is I got, I think this is the book IO example. Yeah. So what it's got on its website, what you actually get, like what are the advantages? So I'll read it out to you so I don't stuff it up. So as the author, you're in control. Here's what you can expect. 70% of all revenue on the initial sale of your book. Uh, You'll set the royalty percentage that you receive on all secondary sales. So like you said, 5%, 10%, 1%, whatever that is. smart contract that's on the blockchain. Uh, You won't have to be exclusive with Bookio. That's a nice thing, I think. That's good and interesting. 
Uh, the title slash titles you want to publish and the number of units, that's all up to you. Mm -hmm. uh, the number of different covers and the corresponding rarity chart, I guess you can set that. Mm. The price of your books, uh, and it says in brackets, we'll handle the crypto conversion for you. I did notice one thing, though, just b before we continue on, all of these books were super expensive. Yeah. Well, these NFTs, and considering they weren't a whole book, it was, it was quite interesting. I don't think there was any under, like, $60. Well, this is why I think it's, like, as you were saying yeah. earlier, it's still very much in a collectible phase yes. and space, and I guess that's a... Um, an carryover of the art NFTs where art NFTs are very much based on collectibles yeah. and people wanting that. And I think some of that's leaking into this development at the yeah, moment. Yeah, and we'll get into that in a yeah. I'll, I'll get back on this. I'll finish this and then we'll get into <laughs> We'll finish it then. We'll yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, you get accurate sales reports uh, pulled directly from an immutable blockchain. Uh, allow readers to print the NFTs they own through Mint and Print. That's interesting. Yeah, brackets coming soon. I guess you can just print the PDF and read it. I guess so. Like if it's... Or do they like mean, will it go to like a proper printer, a printer. sort of like Ingram Sparks and all those sort uh, of things potentially. that exist? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, coming soon. That. That's yeah, I didn't know. I didn't one. see. <laughs> um, and then there's a bit of waffle about get started today, fill in the form. So I won't read that out. Um, so that's kind of what they're trying to sell to authors mm. is, you know, you get 70% um, and pretty much you set your percentage after that and they'll just help out on the background. So they're really just publishing houses yeah to a not. degree that i guess web3 publishing houses yes <laughs> <laughs> but for collectibles this is what's hard like it's, it's not yeah. just like mainstream distribution is it it's like no it's i have to come up with maybe if i wanted to publish agent mother other yes i feel like i'd have to create all these extra artworks and i'd probably only be able to sell maybe like three or five yeah. Because that even says, like, you know, you have to indicate um, the corresponding rarity of these, Yeah, what you're putting up. So, well, yeah, obviously, so they're can... intending to be like, no, yeah. no, you're only putting five up. <laughs> yeah. So, like, for uh, Star Ranger, I could do the first chapter. I can only do 10 copies, for example, and make them mm. rare. Then chapter two, I could do 100. Then chapter three, I... and every other chapter after that, I could do 1,000. Yeah, and, possibly. But, yeah. And, all right. Mm. Let's get into it. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's get, get to, into our actual Yeah, let's get into this, yeah. So, <laughs> your thoughts on NFT books. We've read a bit about them. We've mm. discussed them. We've done our research. Do they interest you? They do. Yeah. I'm I'm very interested in this space and actually watching it grow. I think it's yeah. way too early. Yes. In many ways, because I just don't know where a lot of that's going to land at the moment. It's... Yes. In terms of the markets and the customer and the user experience as a reader yeah. and how you get non-crypto audiences who just want to read books, how do you yeah. bring them into that ecosystem? I, I don't know. So it's going to be super interesting just watching like how this actually grows and evolves. Um, I think there's a lot of work to be done though. Yeah, <laughs> really? yeah. I think it's really uh, riding on the tails of NFT art at the moment. Yes, it's, it's got of They've taken what they've learnt in that space, yeah. and are trying to pull it over into this other market. Yes, but I just feel like it's not ready. Yeah, it's, and publishing reader markets are it's different. Different, like very different. You and I think we'll get into it, but like art. Collecting art, going to an art gallery, buying art is a very different thing to books. Mm. Like I, I literally had a conversation with uh, the wife yesterday because she wanted a new book and I think it had just been released and it was like $35. She's like, I'll just go to the library and get it for free. 
<laughs> right? Like, that's a very different... And then I didn't mention how much I've spent on manga for me and the kids this year. Um, <laughs> but it's a very different attitude people have towards books and reading books and how people use books because you get mm. books at school, books all the time, read this, read this, read this. That's uh, very good for you. Um, it's not as much as a collectible as an art piece. Like, there's no book worth the same amount as the Mona yeah, Lisa. Yeah, that's like, true. I like to imagine there's these really old books in, like, glass cabinets that have, like, treasure maps in them somewhere. <laughs> um, let's be honest, there's probably mostly religious texts that yeah. kind of hold that um, well, value. Originally, monks are doing all the painstaking calligraphy yeah, exactly, and right. artworks. Yeah, right? and, you know... Uh, Probably some more modern books. I'm sure if you've got an original mint condition of Lord of the Rings or uh, something, that might had, be uh, worth. If you had a first edition Lord of the Rings, yeah, yeah. Sure. But no <laughs> one's like, oh, if you've got a first edition of The Hunger Games, like that's true. Even in 50 years, like your kids might be like, oh, that's cool, but it's not going to be worth as much as like a, an oil painting or something. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't hold that collectible. Well, I guess it comes status because it's like. Art is about the thing, yes. like what it is, the actual tangible, well, in the real world, tangible, yeah. digital, like you're just looking at it, and it's, but it's the thing. Yeah. I feel like with books and stuff, it's the story. It's not what it comes in. That's why you have like yes. e-books, audiobooks, yeah, hardbacks, yeah, yeah. paperbacks, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Everyone just wants to know the internal story and that's the exactly. value of it. Yeah, right? definitely. So, and that's hard to, like you can't grab that and then put a price on it because you've no. only got one of them. It's yeah. Like, I don't think yeah, I don't think it has that similar value. Yeah, it's a um, it's a different space. Yeah, I think, and I think this might be getting ahead a little bit, mm. but I think if you want to, this is what I want to see for the market in the future. I think for NFT books to be successful, they need to be in a, used in a similar way to video games. In the fact that, and I, you probably don't have much video games or play much, but if I buy a brand new PlayStation game, I play it, I enjoy the story, I get my fix from it, but then I can trade it in. Mm. So if I might buy that game for $100 and then I might be able to trade it in if it's in good condition, etc., for $80. That type of market where you constantly can trade in and resell and then use that to buy something else. I think that's how NFT yeah. books could potentially be successful is there's a thousand copies of Agent Mother Rather yeah. and a thousand people read it and then they're like, oh, there's other people that want to read it. I bought it for $10. I'll put it back on there for either 10 or 9 or whatever. Uh, let's say the publisher takes 10% because we'll get into what yeah. you'd even have a publisher I don't understand. Um, and you get 10%, so they get $9 or $8 back, and they can go buy another book at $2, because like, yeah. they've got that back. That type of trade and trading in and swapping, I think that's a potential way for NFT books to work. Yeah, I like, think that's... That makes sense to me as a way, like to entice as a reader. I can sit here, buy a book mm. for 10 bucks, read it over the weekend, nice cosy little romance or something, be like, hmm, that was a great story. I'm not going to read it again. I can put it back in the market, sell it off for pretty much what I bought it for, possibly even more if that author blew up or something. Yay for me. But then it's just, then I can get another book and read it. Yeah, I think you're right. That's um, definitely, I think, how I sort of imagine this, where it needs to go. Yeah. Because that is like the where the value, from what I see, that's where that lies. Because yeah. with all the smart contracts we were talking about, it's that resale that'll benefit the author over yeah. and over again. And so, yeah, making systems where readers can buy these things quite easily, read it and enjoy it and then resell it. Yeah. So then they, you know, for them, they're like, I only spent $2 in the end because I made yeah. $8 back or something if it was $10. And yeah, yeah, sold yeah. For eight. using basic maths here, but yeah. But for the author, that's two sales and they'll get percentages of yeah, each time. And so that's get. a really big benefit. $11. And then if it gets yeah. sold 10 more times, they might have... 
$20. Yeah, so it's good for the author and it's enticing yeah. for the reader market. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I think you're right. That's where it needs to start. Yeah, if Shan's going to have way. her um, second-hand <laughs> bookshop in the metaverse, oh, yeah, that's, that's where want. we need to get to. It's not a gallery <laughs> or a museum you're having in the metaverse. No. It's that reusability because that's what books are that's how we've grown up with books you go to the library you borrow them from the library when you're at school you return them yeah you get the next one i don't think they hold that no collectible and, and, and even I... sorry to cut you off but even things that do like comic books can get quite expensive mm. and manga and that there's still a lot of art in that it still yeah. holds a bit more than just you know a pdf document yeah i think there's still probably space for sure we can make like a couple of maybe make five digital collectibles of your book with like maybe amazing artworks attached or like a yeah. copy of like here's my original notes or handwritten notes or something that makes it special but i think the main like, like that can't be the whole system that can't be the whole market yeah like it needs to be just the normal ebook sort of thing needs yeah, to be exactly. accessible and be able to be resold it's really yeah it's really reselling ebooks right yes that's what we're talking about pretty much uh, that's locking the down the amount as a as opposed to having that infinite amount of ebooks like yeah. you could go onto amazon and buy ten thousand copies of whatever ebook you wanted and i'll just punch it out right yeah um well kindle like, unlimited i think you pay a subscription and yeah. you just go buy. high yeah yeah so i think that that's the way it could potentially work. I think, yeah, that's, I think yeah. that has benefit for authors and readers, that system. Yeah. Um, but do you think you would actually want to turn your book into an NFT um, after all this? Uh, <laughs> so there's, there's two, there's, I've been thinking about this. One, maybe just for digital ownership, right? Just mm. so like I could turn it into it and be like, haha, if anyone tries to be like, oh, this is mine or I'm going to sell it because they get my free PDF of it, mm. I, I could be like, well, no, I actually own it. Uh, it's mine. And I know there's copyright laws and all sorts of stuff, yeah. but that, that's a potential way of doing it. But I think the only way I would like currently be super excited to turn a book or an ebook into an NFT would be if I was, one, had a big following, mm. like if I was a popular author that was, you know, like on the Today Show or whatever, like a global type author, like the guy that wrote Subtle Art, mm. like I get where he's coming from. And I was sort of focused in that Web3 NFT market. Then perhaps as a bit of a salesy type gimmick thing, potentially, you could be like, hey, I'm a big author. I'm really into Web3. I've got a big fan base across, you know, multiple countries. I'll make a thousand copies really just as a collectible. Mm. Um, as a collectible, though. not. Yeah. I wouldn't sell it as like, you can only get my book on. Yeah, no. I, it'd be a collectible for fans. Like, like I'm going to possibly do with um, Star Ranger because it's going to be this epic thing. I will break that up into big books. And I'll probably sell them, but it's more if the fans want a collectible. You know, not yeah. that I want to put, you know, 200,000 word books through bookstores everywhere because it's not going to happen that way. But if there are fans that are like, oh, I actually want a copy. Uh, let, well, let's say there's fans. We'll ignore that bit. Uh, mm. let's say if there's actually people want it, I'd do it as a collectible. That's the only way I think I would currently turn my book into an NFT. Yeah. Your I'm, thoughts? I'm pretty much the same, I yeah. think. Like, I don't see it as the main distribution channel for no. getting my book out there. Yeah, like okay. I think the current Web 2 distribution will <laughs> yeah, still be yeah. the main way that I'll probably yeah. want to get it out there. Like I am interested, though, in having a play maybe of making, as you said, like a collectible version of Agent Mother Other. Maybe I'll make just like one and yeah. be like, I hear I've attached, um, I think I mentioned in a different podcast how I'd, 
I've made like one soundtrack that's based on my character's yeah. journey or something, and maybe I'll attach the music file and a copy of Agent Mother Other and be like, this is the very first It's like a digital, digital collectible. Yeah. And yeah. just maybe I'll make that, but then just hold it in my wallet because, you know, like, yeah. unless I like blow up instantly, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not going to be worth anything for ages. But maybe I'm thinking I could play with that, though, and just put it in a wallet somewhere and yeah. hold on to it for oh, a while. Look, and... <laughs> I might turn one of my chapters mm. into an NFT just for the podcast, really. Like, yeah, just really. to go through that process of just being able I'm to intrigued. share what that was like. Yeah. Add some artworks onto it, maybe like the yeah. um, artwork I used, Dali, to make the yeah. AI artwork. I could something yeah, on something like that played with the idea of i could like even release chapters or something and you'd yeah. make an artwork associated with it yeah but I, really just keeping them in my wallet kinda, yeah and this leads good to the other point before i forget it's like why would i go through a publisher i don't mm. necessarily see and like i said I, i'd want to be big enough and have enough of a following for me to sell that mm. i don't think i'd bothered going through any of those publishers we mentioned before well that's what i need to look I, into a bit more because like yeah. i know um, was it the book I.O. So yeah. they take 70%. No, you get 70%. Oh, you get 70%. Yeah. Sorry. So, yeah, they take 30% of yeah. your sale value. Initial sale, yeah. So I need to look into it more because you're right. Like, why yeah. do I want to use your marketplace to sell my work Yeah, I can. Currently? If I have an audience, I can just put it on OpenSea and tell them where to go get it. Or I can probably do it from my website. I, I don't know enough about it yet. I chuck yeah. it on my Discord, right? I think that, as we, we kind of mentioned it before, like a lot of the places, they're just not angled at authors enough yet. Yeah. I don't think they're trying to entice Yeah, I'm not authors seeing yet this either. big. Like if Amazon, like, how was it suddenly changed to NFTs and Amazon would buy your book from you for mm. like, depending on how popular you were, et cetera, they might buy NFTs, like a thousand NFTs for 10 bucks each. And then they'll take that 1% resale or something like that. However, that might work. Like I can see the way you'd might like to use that because you're like, oh, okay, there's going to be like, 40 million people using Amazon. Um, mm. That might be worth me to get my book out because it'll get sold, etc. But I just don't see the point of going through these publishers yet. Um, yeah. If you're a publisher and you're listening, let me know. Um, not for selling your book or like no. these digital collectibles yet. I, like there's no massive enticement. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sold on you'd, yeah, you'd have to sell me pretty hard as to why it would be a good idea. And yeah, that, so there are a lot of very small companies currently in this space as well. Yeah. Like I think... I won't be surprised if eventually, because this is a growing space, it has to, yeah. has a lot of kinks to work out, obviously. Of course, yeah, yeah. It's brand but new. I can see, like, Amazon or someone eventually trying... I'd be surprised if there's not air already somewhere in Amazon, some team yeah. looking into this Did and Ingram being like, Sparks can we make it... buy something? Didn't you send me an article on that? They were looking at mm, having an NFT did. section, well, potentially. And now I, I couldn't find anything else on it besides that article. So yeah. I don't have anything to tell you or whoever's I'll listening. I'll find that article and link off to it because um, I've forgotten as well. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it had much on there, though. Like, they, you couldn't go there. No, but to... they were backing one of the platforms, and I can't. It yeah, might have been Book.io. All right. I can't remember, though, off the top of my head. Um, but, oh, something I did want to say as yes. well, though, um, just for warning for, because, you know, we're in the self-publishing world. Yep. We like the idea of self-publishing. But if you are an author yes. that has signed contracts to traditionally publish through one of the big publishing houses or even yep. small publishing houses, like I'm talking traditional publishers, not these NFT ones, yeah, yeah, yeah. like people who actually sell books, yeah, um, yeah. you need to be careful about your contracts yes. that you've signed. Because often, mm, I don't yeah. know if it's all of them, but you just need to be wary that some contracts may put in there something saying the publisher will have control over all digital copies yeah, of your as well book. As, yeah. as well as the like physical one. 
and that would exclude you from even playing in this space. Like, exactly. Because yeah, because they means, would own it. They would yes. be that uh, author then if they yeah. were to add a percentage to resale. That goes to them. Yeah. So yeah. Just, just a warning for authors, just look at your contracts if you're a traditional yeah. author because um, if you are interested in exploring this Web3 NFT space and even just like all the different uh, – um, options, I guess, in the Web 2 digital space that yeah. still are already available to you, um, you need to check your contracts and make yes. sure you haven't signed away your rights to yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. well, I think next uh, year it's a while away, but I think on our schedule we've got a podcast on self-publishing and mm. traditional publishing, etc. that we might discuss some of these topics and our thoughts. Yes, them. yes. I think yeah. that, that, that'll be a good one to talk about. Um, but yeah, all up though, it's just, it feels too early to make a solid call yeah. about it all yeah agreed. i'm interested oh very i want to keep watching yeah i don't think i'd dip my toe into it right at this moment yes i'm keen with the idea of like playing with um maybe i should make an nft at some point associated with my book that would be kind of fun yeah just for funsies exactly. really yeah, just for... <laughs> not for distribution and i don't think people should look at it as a proper distribution option. Yeah, I was about to say, your unless you're a big player in Web3 and NFT yeah. and you're specifically doing it, probably not authors like us that are trying to tell, you know, these mm. sci-fi fantasy stories, perhaps if you're delivering more non-fiction learning type stuff, potentially. I, yeah. I don't know, but it, it's not us for now. Definitely not now. Like, it might change in the future and it might become the way that all publishing on digital publishing is done yes. eventually. Yes. Maybe. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it will also need a lot of the big players to buy into it. Yeah. So yeah. it'll be like Agreed. even the big publishing houses, like as I said, the people who have um, traditional publishing contracts. Yeah. Those publishing houses own the digital rights to a lot of books. Yes, I bet. So it'd be interesting to see what they think about Web3 yeah. space as well yeah. and how they want to play in it. All right. Or not. <laughs> yeah, or not. All right. It sounds like well, we'll be due a comeback on this one in definitely. several months, or if not a year. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. a keep an eye on it. We're very interested because it has a lot of cool opportunities for authors yeah, if it's definitely. done well yeah. and for the reader market. Yeah, definitely. But it's just not, it's there, not there yet. No, nah, definitely not there. Yeah. Uh, all right. I think we might wrap it up. Sounds good. Because, yeah, that's, that's, not a, that's not a bad podcast. We're getting towards our usual sort of time limit. Uh, but yeah, is there anything else particularly you want to talk about NFT books? I think we've covered off most of it for today. I can't think of anything else. Like yeah. I'm, ve- as I said, I'm keen and interested. But everyone, do your own research as well. Go check yeah. out um, the different sites we've mentioned. We'll put it all in the show notes. Yes. Um, and yeah, we'll come back to this topic definitely. Yeah. All right. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> we'll wrap it up there then. Uh, join us next week when we discuss uh, world building. Ooh. Yay! Lots of exclamation marks from me. I'm very excited about that one. I'm a bit nervous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, everyone's going to get a little bit of a better look into Sean's crazy brain. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, that'll be fun. I'm very excited for that one. Uh, in the meantime, check out all of our socials. I'm getting better at writing these down. Uh, InvokeCreations.com, and that's where we're going to put all our show notes. We've sure done those are. up. They're out. They should be out now. Yeah. Uh, if you're following along on our Facebook, which is Invoke uh, Creations, you'll see the links to the show notes, etc., coming out. Yes. Um, you can look up Invoke Sounds on YouTube. There'll be a track at the end of this uh, for Sean's latest release. Uh, you can go to Invocard, but it hasn't been updated for a week or two. Uh, but stay tuned. Uh, follow along anyway and have a look at some of the art I've been doing. I do have the book cover for the first chapter of Star Ooh. Ranger, and I am hopefully going to have a couple more chapter cover arts 
uh, before release. So there'll be different uh, cover arts for different chapters. So. That's super cool. Yeah. Super cool. Yes, I do promise to that. <laughs> that I will do. Uh, and no Twitter yet. Well, by the time this comes out, we might. We might. All Twitter right. might be up. So Twitter is probably the main place where Web3, Web3 and yeah. Metaverse sort of conversations happen. So it's only appropriate. We thought we better get Bards Lost in the Metaverse in yes. there. <laughs> yes. So we should have launched by the time this podcast comes out, right, the cool. Bards Lost in the Metaverse Twitter account. Yes. So um, it'll be all things podcasty. On yes. There. Yeah. Yeah. Get excited, people. <laughs> all right. Obviously, that's a lot of things we have to manage, a lot of work we have to do. Yep. I probably need to do some art at some point. So we need to go get our bum in a seat, do some work. And until next time, stay dangerous. Bye. Thank you.